Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Antonio Brown is totally done. That was embarrassing yesterday. I have never seen anything like that. Goodbye NFL career. Or is it done? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. He took off his jersey, he took off his pads, he threw his wristbands into the crowd in New York, he did jumping jacks in the end zone shirtless, and then ran out of the stadium, and that's the last that we will see of Antonio Brown, I think, because we're learning more this morning, and it just feels like in the NFL where second chances or 15th chances, maybe we're not done with A.B., which seemed like a sure thing yesterday. Ah, Ken Levick alive here on a Monday on ESPN 106.3. Welcome back from the holidays. And because it's Monday, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see him on your TV, fresh-faced and handsome. And uh, it's good to see you coming off the holiday. It had been like two and a half weeks since I saw you. Welcome, brother. Yeah, man, I miss you, man. I miss I you. I, I miss the show. And this is like a Christmas present to me because this is our first time being able to extend the show, right? Yeah, that's right. Two hours. We finally did it. <laughs> We're going to two hours starting today. This is the maiden voyage of 12 to 2. The way things might go, it could be the maiden and the Titanic <laughs> final voyage of the 12 to 2 experience. But we are two hours now. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Evan Cohen, you just heard from him. You'll hear him twice every day, 11.55 a.m., uh, 6.55, make that 5.55 p.m. Because 4 to 5.55 now is Josh Cohen and the home team here on ESPN 106.3. New lineup starting today. And so let's jump in now. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the cloudy and cooling intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights is making sure that we run things as well as we possibly can until 2 o'clock. Theo, I was trying to think of uh, anything similar to what we saw from Antonio Brown yesterday. The A.B. Circus that marched off the field at MetLife Stadium late in that game, a Bucks comeback win over the Jets, where Antonio Brown suddenly just takes off his pads and his jersey, leaves him on the bench, uh, fires his shirt into the crowd, his wristbands into the crowd. This is what play is happening into the end zone, starts doing jumping jacks and waving at the fans, and he just runs down the tunnel, and that was that was it. It, it was weird. It was something that was shocking, but when you think of Antonio Brown, maybe not that shocking. If you were giving me the three guesses of players in the NFL who would do something <laughs> like that, he would be one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know anything similar to that. Like We've seen players go after the crowd. We've seen Brian Cox, the double birds in Buffalo and uh, some some weird stuff like that but that was different yesterday and my first thought is yeah that's a that's a done deal for Antonio Brown his NFL career is over yeah I think in the NFL and specifically in the sport of football this gladiator sport that it is there are so many things they let you get away with off the field which they probably shouldn't 
which they probably shouldn't. But <laughs> with, with Antonio Brown probably being case in point. Yeah, right? I was about to say, like, the fact that he's had second, third, fourth chance after all of the allegations as well as things that were proven that he did mm-hmm. in his past. But quitting on your team mid-game, if that's what it's after that's a no-no. roll it all out, I don't think any locker room, any player, even that's why you heard Tom Brady after the game, like, even him, it sounds like he's calling it quits on A.B., and he was the last, you know, guy that was, you know, that was the parachute. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah that, that was his parachute. That was his career parachute. Yeah. And Antonio Brown appears to have burned the Tom Brady bridge. You're yeah. not coming back from you that. You can't, in the game of football, you cannot quit on your team mid-game and then do it in such a spectacle fashion. Now, if he just sat on the bench and refused to go in, maybe there's some reconciliation they do. Maybe they never, we never even find out about it, maybe. But for him to do it in a spectacular fashion like that, spitting in the face of Coach Arians and Tom Brady and the rest of his teammates, his guys in the locker room, his family, I don't think you could bounce back from that. Proverbial, uh, proverbial spit in the face, just to be yeah. clear in case <laughs> yeah, you didn't yeah, see did it, spit. because that also wouldn't be out of the realm of You're possibility right. for Antonio Brown. Yeah. So the proverbial <laughs> spitting, it didn't literally happen. Uh, my first, my, my, my initial thought was AB is done and – now, hopefully, he gets the help that he needs. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear. And I'm not a psychologist. I have never done anything close to a doctorate. Uh, I, I'm very, very unintelligent Wait, overall. this is all shocking to us. I know. I know yeah. that you might want to sit down for this, but I don't have a doctorate, and I don't know anything, <laughs> like anything about anything. But it's pretty obvious the guy needs help. It's been pretty obvious for quite some time. The guy needs help. There's something wrong there. There's an issue there that needs to be addressed. And this has been for many, many, many years. Uh, and I thought that that Evan Cohen summed it up nicely. Again, you hear him 11.55 a.m. every day and 5.55 p.m. every day now here on ESPN 106.3. You just heard him in his in his first show of the day. This was, was how he consumed Antonio Brown yesterday. This is a sad situation. How can a guy throw this away like this guy has? He is playing with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. He's living in Tom Brady's house a year ago. They won a Super Bowl. He's actually having a productive season this year. In the seven games he has played, they're 7-0. and And he actually wasn't bad yesterday. He's minuscule stats away from collecting another million dollars. But someone that hurts other people is hard for me to feel badly for. Someone that hurts themselves, I could feel for. Addiction, mental health is beyond real. It is something to have sympathy for, something to be empathetic for. But someone who hurts as many other people as Antonio Brown has during the course of his life, that's where I get confused. There has to be something wrong with him to do that wrong to other people. In this case yesterday, it was football. Yeah, he's. it hasn't just been football. It wasn't just yesterday. With the grandstanding and the showing up his his football team, it, it's the it's the the women that have come out yeah. and uh, accused him of either a sexual assault or domestic violence. Uh, it is people around him who have been hurt off the field. There's numerous I- examples of that. There's something wrong there. There's an issue there. I don't know what the diagnosis would be. I don't know, obviously, and we don't know his entire story. But there are there are problems, and it started. Early in his life, we know what happened at FIU with him being kicked out of school, and it's it's all documented, okay? Yeah. So, he obviously needs mental help, and it's easy to just say his NFL career is done. But then, we find out there's a little bit more to the story. Ian Rappaport was on NFL Network this morning, and Ian Rappaport had an interesting spin and twist 
about what exactly happened on the sideline between Bruce Arians, the offensive coaching staff, and Antonio Brown. Here's Ian Rappaport. Midway through the game yesterday, Bruce Arians and the offensive staff told Antonio Brown to go into the game. They believed that he was healthy. Antonio Brown did not believe that he was healthy. He had been battling an ankle injury for the last several weeks, did not practice Thursday, did not practice Friday. Personally had some doubts whether or not he would be able to be out there and play. What he told the staff, from what I understand, is that he was not going into the game because in his mind, he did not feel he was healthy. The response then from the offensive coaches and from Bruce Arians was, if you are not going to go into the game, when we tell you to go into the game, then you cannot be here. At that point, they threw him off the sidelines and then cut him from the team. So Antonio Brown, which Bruce Arians announced at the post-game press conference, he is no longer part of the team. They essentially told him that on the sideline, sent him packing, leading Antonio Brown with a million dollars incentive right within his reach. He was going to get it. Uh, he left all of that, left the field, and now is no longer a member of the Buccaneers. So that's an interesting wrinkle, though. So let's go through it. This isn't as cut and dry as we thought it was. Antonio Brown's just a crazy person. Antonio Brown needs mental help. Antonio Brown just ran off the field like a clown, stood up his team, and that's a done deal for him. We are hearing from a reputable NFL reporter that Antonio Brown felt that his physical being was at risk. The same Antonio Brown who missed practice Thursday and Friday this week with a bad ankle. And apparently Bruce Arians and the offensive coaching staff are saying, no, you get in and play. And Antonio Brown is saying, no, my ankle hurts. I'm hurt. They're saying, no, you go play. That's a problem. Yeah. That's an issue. And I'm not saying Antonio Brown is a saint. I'm not saying that Antonio Brown is absolved of all wrongdoing because that was embarrassing yesterday. But if you have an, an NFL coach telling a player, you're not really hurt, go play. That's a massive problem. That's a terrible, terrible thing that the NFL is going to have to address. But do we, and I'm not trying to comb through the veracity of that report from, you know, Ian Rappaport, who is, again, he's a national reporter. He's been doing this for years and decades. Do we believe that's exactly how it played out? Do we believe that the communication between Bruce Arians and that coaching staff on that sideline with Antonio Brown played out that way? And also another thing we have to look back into was after he so-called had his ankle hurt, he ran, jump, skipped, did uh, what, what, jumping jacks. He was pirouetting in the end zone. Yeah, it, and he's doing all that. I'm not saying you can't do that and also not be able to play. Obviously, there's levels to it. You can do that and then not be able to make sharp cuts on your route. You don't want to get further injured, all of that stuff. Safety first, for sure. But it's kind of hard to believe a guy like that with his track history, you know what I'm saying, like, with his background and all of the So you're having a hard seen, time giving him the benefit of the I doubt. I can't. He's not. He's done the opposite of earned the benefit of the doubt. He's earned the benefit of doubt. He has. I just, I think that Antonio Brown, who is very talented, and the Buccaneers, when he played this year, were 7-0. and He's someone who obviously still has game left. He was eight catches away from that million-dollar bonus that both Evan and Ian Rappaport mentioned. I still think that in the right situation, oh my a God. team no. 
would give him a shot. J- don't do that. Even with everything that what's, happened yesterday. What's the better such situ- what is a better situation than with the greatest quarterback of all time with an offensive minded coach who spreads it out, goes three wide. You have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans on both sides of you, so you're not gonna get double teamed. Like, what's a better situation than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You know what the best situation is? Is having Antonio Brown for five games. Just having him for five games. Then yeah. you don't have to deal with him after the fact. But and Friday Night Lights has been all over the Rams yeah. going and getting Antonio Brown. How? I but but it just just like you have a hard time giving Antonio Brown the benefit of the doubt. I have a hard time giving the NFL the benefit of the doubt that they could pull themselves away from a talent like Antonio Brown. The NFL loves to look the other way. The NFL looked the other way with Antonio Brown up until this point. Bruce Arians, five days ago, was looking the other way on a fake vaccination card scheme that Antonio Brown was involved in. And it took that. Him saying, hey, you're not hurt. Antonio Brown saying, yeah, I'm hurt. Bruce Arians saying, no, you're not hurt. And Antonio Brown saying, yeah, I'm on, I'm hurt. But For that think- to finally be what broke this entire thing, you don't think any other team's going to take a chance on five games with Antonio Brown? I, I do not trust the NFL here. He absolutely is going to get oh signed again. Gosh. He's going to have another team. The wide receiver pool, the talent with wide receiver in the NFL right now, you can argue is the best it's ever been. It's And I'm not saying top end. Obviously, there might have been more years where there's guys who are the top five or like all Hall of Famers or whatever. But it's so deep. You look at any team and they have a wide receiver who you can legitimately look at and say, uh, this guy has proven himself to be at least capable of being a number one. Even with the Dolphins, you have a guy like Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker. Uh, with bat, you know, the Bengals have like eight of them out there that can go for 150 yards a game. The the Rams, who Stone wants him to go to, they technically still have Robert Woods coming back next year, and they have Cooper Cup and Odell But this Beckham is five Jr. games. Forget next year. This is five games. This is five games. Why you need it for want- five games. Are oh, you saying through the playoffs? Yeah. Well, why would you try that? Would you don't think that that would disrupt what you have going on if you are a team that's already in contention? I mean, right now? Uh, Odell Beckham is, and, and, and he's Ode- a different story. Odell Beckham has not had the off the field like legal problems yeah. that Antonio Brown is doing. You're right; it's a different level. But as far as a locker room distraction is concerned, those two live in the same neighborhood, no, no, and no, they might no, be roommates. No, no, no. Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't been a locker room distraction for like four years almost. Since he went to Cleveland, has oh yeah, he his dad, his dad putting out uh, a a Baker Mayfield hit video <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a that distraction. Was the exit plan. That was the exit strategy <laughs> after they gave it fifteen decades in Cleveland to get it right, and he scores five touchdowns in his whole ten years of Brown. Like you can't put Odell Beckham Jr. in the same category as Antonio Brown. The NFL never fails. When you think someone's done, the only oh reason, goodness. the only reason Ray Rice saw his NFL career end is because it was caught on video. Yeah. Okay, And he was a running back. Exactly. He was at the most disposable position, and it was indisputable because it was on video. None of Antonio Brown's off-the-field exploits are on video. All we see is him pirouetting off the field after apparently a coach told him, you're not hurt, and he said, yeah, I am hurt, and he felt his personal being was being put at risk. That is why the NFL, there will be a team sometime in the next two weeks that I think takes a chance on Antonio Brown. There's no way. And also, what if Antonio Brown didn't say, no, I'm, I'm hurt? What if he just said, no, I'm not going in? And maybe his reasoning was, I'm hurt, but he didn't, he didn't communicate Yeah, but he that. didn't practice like, Thursday and Friday. It's implied, I feel like. It's not implied. Why, and why would he not go on the field eight catches away from a million-dollar bonus? Why would he just say, yeah, I'm not doing it? Why what? would he be petulant in that spot? Why would Antonio Brown fart in his doctor's face? 
repeatedly and then put it on his Instagram story. Or not wear socks in a cryotherapy chamber. I know. I know. These are questions that yeah. that need to be answered. I understand that. There's a lot of unknowns with Antonio <laughs> Brown. But the NFL never changes. The NFL is going to always look the other way. If Antonio Brown is south, then the NFL GMs are looking north. So and I'm team? telling you, he is going to be signed to a team at some point. His NFL career is not done. Wow. Is Antonio Brown done in the NFL? What do you say? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. You can tweet at us. At ESPN West Palm. Again, hit us up on Twitter. Is Antonio Brown done in the NFL? Will we ever see him suit up again? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. So you say, no way, done deal. AB is out and hopefully uh, a path to life rejuvenation uh, begins now. I would say... So we've seen A.B. with the greatest coach, arguably, of all time in Bill Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't work out mm-hmm. in New England. We've seen him with the greatest quarterback of all time, possibly, in Tom Brady. Or not even possibly. We, we, we all established that. Didn't work out. I just don't know what other situation in the NFL can convince themselves that they can handle A.B., not only make sure the locker room is good, but also work him into the offense enough to keep him happy. And he's an aging receiver at this point. Like, what is he, like 30, mm-hmm. 31? Mm-hmm. It's like you can find comparable talent that can give you comparable production and not have to deal with the headache. But egos are egos. We saw it with Gruden yeah. in Vegas. We saw it with Bruce Arians or Tom Brady, whoever is running that team Tom Brady. in Tampa. Tom yeah, Brady. Tom Brady. Sure. Bruce yeah. Arians didn't want any part of yeah. that. Jason Lick, <laughs> GM, nah. Yeah. Bruce Arians, head coach, nah. Tom Brady, that man's the boss. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick thought... He could be the one. It's, it's, it's like, I'm telling you, because I've known so many people that have gone through this, okay? Why do you think someone like Pete Davidson continues to date the hottest women on the planet? And I respect it, by the way. I'm not ripping him. Yeah. But he's not the most attractive guy, okay? <laughs> yeah. He's not. Ariana Grande. Kim Kardashian. Actress after actress after actress after star after social media influencer, the hottest women on the planet for a gangly, as he puts it, mentally ill burnout from Long Island. Why do you think he keeps getting these women? Because they think they can change him. And many of you have known women who date these absolute dumpy dopes because they think they can change him. He just got out of jail for petty theft. Come here. Come over. Netflix and chill. Because they think they can change him. And you know what? They never change him. But the NFL is Kim Kardashian. And Antonio Brown <laughs> is Pete Davidson. Oh, my goodness. They're always, coaches are always going to say, hey, you. Hey. Hey. Let's, um, let's hang out for a little bit. Because they think they can change Antonio Brown. Because they're so full of ego. Say, oh, he could make it work. But I can make it work. And especially now, there are teams that could use a receiver and for five games. They're going to say, for five games, this dude's not going to blow up my locker room. We're solid. I'd love to see the team that believes that. After that, after that escapade, after him pirouetting they out of, told out him, of MetLife They State told or, a hurt receiver, go out and play. Did they? But if it was any other player in the NFL, we'd be saying, 
That is a nightmare. Bruce Arians should be fired. You know how many people would jump on this on this medium, this sports talk radio medium today, and say, that is horrific from Bruce Arians. I don't care what he's done in the past. Get his ass out. He should be fired because he tried to force a hurt player to play. But because it's Antonio Brown, and I know that we all hate him, and we think he's a clown, any other player, we'd be defending him today. We'd be defending him today, Theo. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about track record, though. And with Antonio Brown, like, I just don't believe that it was properly communicated on that sideline. Even if the reason for him was that he was hurt, he probably didn't say that to them. He probably said, I'm not going back in. Or something like that. I just, again, we again, don't know You're what being happened. unfair because you're putting words in Antonio Brown's know. mouth. Yeah, well, we're also putting words in Bruce Arians and everybody. Every, all of this is reports and speculation. Who do we, how do we know it wasn't Antonio Brown's agent that fed that to Ian Rappaport? That happens all the time. Well, when we come back, will Peter King, he spoke to Peter King, Bruce Arians. Yeah. And we'll get Bruce Arians from his mouth. From his mouth. The same mouth that, by the way, was defiant mm. and vulgarly defiant in his defense of Antonio Brown just four days ago. Oh, yeah. And then yesterday, Antonio Brown's a done deal with the Bucks. The Vax card, uh-uh. Not playing with a hurt ankle, that's, that's it. That's what makes it a done deal. And that is why I think Antonio Brown, and because the NFL just flat out is okay with things like this, if it doesn't affect their business and it never affects their business, no one's going to be picketing outside of a team that signs him. This isn't Deshaun Watson. Because with, with Antonio Brown, there's enough distance between him doing dumb, illegal stuff, downright violent stuff off the field, and his production with the Buccaneers now. Brady vouched for him someone's going to give him a flyer. I'm telling you, Theo, someone's going to give him a flyer. Is Antonio Brown done in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Is Antonio Brown done in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. As we get our phone line set up here, let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Speaking of uh, the benefit of the doubt, you always give the FAU MBA Sport Management Program the benefit of the doubt. Sports employers give the FAU MBA Sport Management Program degree holders the benefit of the doubt because the track record is there. You get your MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic, guess what? You're getting employed. Guess what? Employers at the very least see that degree and they say, that person learned a lot. And they learned the right way. And they had an outstanding internship because that is what Dr. Jim Reardon has cultivated uh, on FAU's campus over the last 22 years. One of the finest MBA sport management programs in the world, not just in the state of Florida, not just in the United States, but in the world. FAU.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program ranked number 19 in postgraduate sport management degree programs in the world, according to Sport Business. It's the FAU MBA sport management program, FAU.edu slash MBA sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program, the title partner of Ken Levick Alive and going to two hours starting today, 12 to 2 here on ESPN 106.3. We appreciate you, Dr. Reardon, and the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Is Antonio Brown done in the NFL? Theo is a big, fat hell yes. He is done. We will never see him again. Me, I just think the NFL never learns. And I think 
the NFL is going to give the benefit of the doubt to Antonio Brown here, especially if Bruce Arians did indeed try to make him play hurt yesterday. And why would Antonio Brown be asking out of the game if he was eight catches from a million-dollar bonus? I just don't understand it. Is Antonio Brown done in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And Twitter's always there for you, at ESPN West Palm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka, and we'll take your calls next. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. So, here's Bruce Arians on the Antonio Brown sideline confrontation uh, to... Uh, This is according to The Athletic. This is according to The Athletic. Brown said, nope, I'm not going in. Uh, He claimed his ankle was sore. Arians said then he became very angry with Brown, and that's when uh, the the strip show happened on the sideline, okay? Uh, And then Arians told Peter King he had that look in his eye that I haven't seen for a long time. And so there's Bruce Arians trying to play the Antonio Brown's crazy card. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I don't like that at all because what does the look in the eye? Like, what are you talking Relax. about in that spot? Yeah. And uh, so, again, yes, does he probably need mental help? I don't think it's probably. I think it's a yes. Like, I think there's enough of a body of work for us to deduce that there are mental issues there with Antonio Brown and have been for quite some time. But, but. Bruce Arians also not refuting that there was a confrontation on the sideline over whether or not Antonio Brown was going to go in. And then Ian Rapport on the NFL Network reporting that Antonio Brown, who missed practice Thursday and Friday coming off of the Vax card suspension, uh, felt that his ankle was too sore to continue playing. Again, a guy who was eight catches away from a, a bonus in his contract, so it would make no sense for him to just petulantly sit down and say, nope, not playing. And the offensive coaching staff, including Arians, were telling him, no, you get in there, forcing him to go play. I just, it, there's more than just the Antonio Brown's a crazy person, and I'm with you. Kind of rubs me the wrong way that Bruce Arians is playing into the Antonio Brown is a crazy person. Yeah, he didn't have to go as far as, oh, he had that look in his eye. Like, that's taking it a little too far, especially when you're a guy who's a head coach of a, you know, the NFL organization. And you're a guy that we have to take his word for it because you're on that sideline. Mm-hmm. Like now, everybody's going to take that and run with it, mm-hmm. and it's a little disrespectful. And, and, and again, I'm not I, I'm not sitting here trying to make uh, Antonio Brown out to be the Pope. Oh, okay? he's not. I'm not trying to make him out to be Mother Teresa reincarnate. Okay, he's not a good guy. He's not a good dude. He's hurt a lot of people. Back to what we heard from Evan at 11:55. He's hurt a lot of people. A lot of people, either directly or indirectly. That mental illness or not qualifies you as a bad dude. You're a bad guy. Antonio Brown is a bad guy. But with what happened yesterday, is that going to keep him from signing with another NFL team, especially when it seems like Bruce Arians, a little bit of a dicey spot here. There's definitely There definitely appears to be another side of the story. That's why I don't think Antonio Brown is done. That's why I think he's going to get a flyer. That's why I think he's going to get a waiver. That's why I think he's going to end up on a roster, and it could be for this playoff run. That's why deep down I think Antonio Brown is not done yet. 
Is Antonio Brown's career in the NFL done? Is it over? After the jumping jacks in the end zone, the shirtless runoff to the field in the middle of the game yesterday, showing up his team. Is Antonio Brown done? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo Dorsey of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He says, yeah, that's a done deal. Over with. Antonio Brown is over with. Me? Still think there's someone who's gonna sign him. Let's go to the other Terrence in Riviera Beach. What's up, other Terrence? Terrence. Yeah, how's it going, buddy? Sorry about that. You're good. You're good. good. What's going on, Terrence? Look, I'm the other Terrence. Now Terrence hit a point, but I do think he's done with because people stop. You know, they don't put up with your BS for so long. That's all I got to say because I mean. Even though somebody like Richard Incognito had another chance after that, mm-hmm. death, he didn't have too many chances and stuff. And, and I don't care what y'all say, ain't nobody going to take a chance with him. Now he might as well get him a podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Or or continue his, his rap career. He, but, he, put out that he did put out a single oh, yesterday. Man, oh, oh. Other Terrence, yeah, I bring- hold, up, hold up, hold up. I'm, I'm 57 years old. Uh, I can out-rap him any day of the week. Oh, so he need to get oh, Other Terrence? All right. All right. Other Terrence, we're going to get your info before you hang up. I want to we're going to we're going to find Antonio Brown's single. Yeah. This will be later in the week, but I also want to kind of I want to put your claim up there against AB, okay? I'll tell you what. I put I I, I, I even go so much farther. I'm going to give you my information. Call me back. The same beat he used on his whack ass song, hey. I will use. <laughs> Other Terrence, what's up? All right, Stone, go ahead and get Terrence's info so we can uh, we can get this rap battle going. Appreciate that. This is going to be like versus the Ken Levick Alive Edition. Oh. I love this. Thank you, Other Terrence. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. Santonio Brown's career done with. Now, it's easy to say people aren't going to put up with this BS anymore, but the NFL is not the same world as the one we live in, right? It's, it's not, not the same it's world. Not. But I think, again, him quitting on his team in the middle of that game, and that's going to be the narrative. I don't care how many, oh, his ankle might have been a little sore, stories come out afterwards because obviously that's going to be getting pushed out by his camp. He paraded out of the NFL stadium mid-game, mid, you know, not mid-play, but while teams were on the field. I don't think it's going to be forgivable on top of all of the other stuff. Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Jerry is in West Palm. Jerry, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jerry? Hey, fellas. Um, listen, man, Antonio Brown has a whole lot of issues that way bigger than football. And when I look at, when I look at him and all the things that he has done, um, I'm telling you, from my perspective, I don't see Antonio Brown being around for, you know, living to an old age or end yeah. up, you know, yeah. you know, in prison somewhere. And mm. the thing is, some people are not understanding Antonio Brown has mental issues that need to be dealt with. He has some serious mental issues. Yeah. I've been around people who, who are like that, and if they don't get the help they need, they're going to end up destroying themselves. And, oh, yeah. And in the process, may end up, you know, destroying others along with themselves. He is he is definitely self-destructive, and he does seem like a ticking Tom bomb, and, and thank you for the call, Jerry. I, I, listen, I don't know what the, the, the lifespan 
of right. Antonio Brown is ridiculous. going to be. Uh, I, I, I will admit, as I was thinking about Antonio Brown yesterday and just seeing that, when it just seemed like he off the handle, just like quit football, I was like, if he doesn't have football as his outlet, what actually becomes of Antonio Brown? We, you don't feel, it doesn't, it's, not a, it's not a comfortable thought, it's right? It's not. We've seen glimpses of that. I mean, we saw glimpses of that when he was out of the league for that stretch. I don't even know how long it Didn't was. Didn't go well. Didn't go it well. It was really erratic and very weird. The, the music videos he was putting out, the, the weird social media content, I mean, it was very concerning. So, well, it's, it's a little bit irresponsible to say, yeah, he's definitely going to be prison bound yeah, yeah. or he's not going to last never, long. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, you can't, it's, you're, you're being, you're in denial if that hasn't at least crossed your mind it would to shock an extent. You. Right, it wouldn't shock you. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's the most important thing. But that's why he does, he does need help. But the NFL is full of enablers. The NFL has done nothing but enable Antonio Brown, and that's why I just I think it's going to continue because he provides some reward still despite the headache and the cancer he is in the locker room. 888-760-3776. Is Antonio Brown done in the NFL? We'll continue on with your calls as we get closer and closer to the end of hour one. That's right. We're no longer an hour anymore. Mm. We're back for another hour at one o'clock. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Ken Lavica live, first day of two hours, middays here on ESPN 106.3. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's got you Monday and Tuesday with me. And then Jeanette Javier on Wednesdays, Keely Ferguson on Thursdays, and Pierre Garcon, the great, on select Fridays. Here on Ken Levick Alive. Antonio Brown, is he done in the NFL? I say, nope. Theo says, Ken, you're a jackass. Ligham's in Wellington. <laughs> Ligham, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Ligham. Hello. What do you got, buddy? Uh, it's Ligma. Ligma? Ligma. Yeah, Ligma balls. Ah, I knew that was as soon as that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, come on, man. Yeah, ligma, ligam. Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah, I knew. I knew as soon as we got the ligma. Yeah, you know what? Is that was that Antonio Brown? AB's got some free time today. If AB spent, <laughs> if he spent the day just prank calling sports talk radio yeah. shows, I'd actually kind of respect that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We will head into our number two, the listening lunch. And don't forget the Temple of Troll, Theo Dorsey, trolling on you, NFL, and all football fans later on in hour two. He is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Oh, man, Theo's awesome. During the break, Theo's like, was, was that video of Antonio Brown with, uh, with Seth Rogen yesterday real? We're like, <laughs> me, and, me and Friday Night Lights are like, uh, that wasn't Seth Rogen. That was just some like rando uh, New York social media influencer who picked up Antonio Brown from MetLife Stadium yesterday. Uh, Friday Night Lights, if you could look up that guy's name and you just write it to I, it, it, The guy's name 
is legit hilarious. Like he yeah. actually has like a persona. So, it's so is the, he an Uber driver or is he his friend? That's the thing. I didn't. I don't know. I couldn't pick out if he was just an Uber driver or if that was if like somebody new. If they're at least acquaintances. Yeah, and you neither would would shock me. You know? No, because this guy, though, uh, was driving Antonio Brown. He picked him up at MetLife Stadium. There's a photo of Antonio Brown outside of a gate at MetLife Stadium waiting for someone to come pick him up. Yeah. And then this dude is broadcasting live on Instagram yesterday, and he's like, my boy Antonio Brown in the back seat. What's up, AB? And then he wouldn't let AB actually say anything. He was just, like, narrating yeah. the whole thing. It was uh, uh, Danny Chalet, famous New York City driver, Danny Chalet. Oh, he's a famous New York a City driver. A famous New York City driver. <laughs> Whatever that means. What? I have no idea what that means. What is 2022, no. man? We just got to 2022, and, and, and this is what I have to deal with. Famous New York City drivers picking up NFL players in the middle of NFL games after he took his shoulder pads and shirt yeah. off yeah. and danced out of, <laughs> I mean, like, legitimately dancing out of MetLife oh Stadium. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years, your path to the sports industry, fau.edu slash MBA sport. Hey, the South Florida Fair is coming up. Uh, that is much more normal and much more fun to start 2022 yeah. uh, than Antonio Brown and famous New York City driver Danny Chalet. Uh <laughs> The South Florida Fair right around the corner. All your favorites are back. The fried Oreos, the live animals, the rides, the music, and so much more. If you're looking for a holiday gift, give the gift of fun and get great savings on South Florida Fair discount tickets. Fair tickets on sale now. SouthFloridaFair.com and at Publix, including the Mega Saver Package. Get this, four any-day admissions, two ride wristband vouchers, four $5 food tickets, a $150 value, and you're getting them on sale for $98. bucks. The fair opens January 14th, so just about a week and a half away in West Palm. SouthFloridaFair.com for all the information. That is SouthFloridaFair.com. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz uh, here until 2 o'clock. First day, we're two hours here and forever. Two hours here in the middays on ESPN mm. 106.3. Theo will be back tomorrow. Don't forget Evan Cohen now with our new lineup debuting today on ESPN 106.3. Evan might not have the drive time evening show any longer, but he is still very much a part of what we're doing on air here on ESPN 106.3. Hear him 11.55 a.m. coming into Ken Levick Alive and 5.55 p.m. coming out of the brand new Home team, Josh Cohen on the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, 4 to 5.55 every day here on ESPN 106.3, the brand new lineup this day number one. Let's get into our listening lunch, the audio that you love and you need to hear, and we discuss it here on Ken Levick Alive, and let's continue with the discussion we've been having on Antonio Brown, because yesterday, in case there was, in case there was any question about whether or not Antonio Brown was still a Tampa Bay Buccaneer after the game against the Jets, uh, Bruce Arians quickly put any discussion of that to rest. He was very forceful when asked about the status of Antonio Brown. This was Bruce Arians yesterday post game. Can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that. And is this the last strike for him? He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. So Bruce Arians, he's no longer a buck, and he didn't want to say a thing about A.B. Did not want to talk about A.B. But, Theo, here's where I have a problem with that. Because just four days prior, 
Bruce Arians was asked in the lead-up to the game against the Jets, why, after you said last year it was a one-strike policy with Antonio (laughs) Brown, one issue, and A.B. was done, no tolerance, zero tolerance, he had a fake fake vaccination card. He was part of a fake vaccination card organized ring. Okay? That's that's a criminal. If this was outside of the NFL, mm. that's a criminal act. Yet he was let back onto the team after a four-game suspension. Bruce Arians earlier in the week, this was his defiant response to being questioned about what he had previously said about Antonio Bryant last season. That's that statement. You know, um, a lot of things went on last year that I was very proud of him, and I made a decision that this was best for our football team. I could give a what they think. The only thing I care about is this football team and what's best for us. I don't give a bleep what the detractors think. I'm doing what's best for this football team. And then four days later, I don't want to talk about him. He's not a buck anymore. I have a lot of respect for Bruce Arians. He's a hell of a coach. By all accounts, a great human being. Football through and through. That's weak. If you four days prior were, hey, media, why are you asking me about this? Screw off. I'm bringing AB back. I'm the boss. I'm the coach. I don't have to explain it to you. He's my guy now. He's proven himself. And then that happens yesterday, and suddenly you don't want to talk about him. You want to talk about the guys who are there. That's weak. After that response four days prior, You owe the media and the fans an explanation as to why that was the final straw yesterday, especially in light of what we know now, that he thought he was hurt. Bruce Arians said, you're not hurt. Antonio Brown said, I am hurt. And Bruce Arians said, you're cut. Especially in light of that, Bruce Arians owes us public comments on Antonio Brown. Not a phone call to Jay Glazer. Not a phone call to Peter King. Not a discussion off the record And then some parts on the record with The Athletic. No, 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 no. That press conference, you best be talking, Bruce. That's weak stuff from a guy who is highly respected in the NFL. That's a bad look for Bruce Arians. Yeah, and it's almost a worse look. And I think the funny thing about this is everything is, all of this is blanketing over the fact that he needed a game-winning touchdown to beat the Jets. Which I think is a conversation, obviously, for, for another day as they've been By looking bad. By the way, bad. make no mistake, the Jets, that was their Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah. They lost the game, and that was their Super Bowl victory yesterday. Oh, yeah. They got a guy to quit, and they almost beat Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah like they that. tapped out Antonio Brown, and they almost <laughs> beat it, it, Brady needed a 90-yard touchdown drive to win it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did what they had to do this year, and they still lose, which is a win for the Jets, who are climbing up in the NFL draft play. But beyond all of that, yes, weak move by Bruce Arians, also... I, I would expect nothing more from him. Yeah. I mean, NFL coach. I, I don't I don't understand how Bruce Arians thinks that that's not going to be something, A, that's going to be asked right off the oh, bat. Oh, he knew. He knew. And B, I, for, a, uh, for a, a league and for teams and for coaches that constantly preach accountability, 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 accountability. When he's asked about him going back on what uh, on what his policy was, I mean, he had a policy. So that's it, one strike, and AB's not going to be here. And then he openly went back on that. And honestly, his accountability was uh, he helps the team win. Yeah. 
that's not being accountable. That's not being accountable. And it's definitely not being accountable than when that guy screws up again in your eyes and you release him on the sideline and then you don't want to talk about him. Sorry, accountability also means transparency. And he's doing the media, but more importantly, he's doing the fans a disservice, especially based on the defiant, I don't give a bleep what anybody thinks. Okay, well then you shouldn't give a bleep what anybody thinks if you tell your side of the story what happened either. If you're going to have the guts in that spot when you have all the leverage, you should have the guts when people are going to be openly questioning you for your decision four days later. Yeah. And he, I think as the season goes on, or even maybe in the offseason, we might get a lot more clarity from what that situation was. Because, you know, obviously that was the boiling point. That was it. But there had to be some things that were said or mm-hmm. done during practice or all of these other weeks leading up that were covered up because they wanted him to come out and play. I think it'll all come out in the offseason maybe. But- it's just, it's so much easier for Bruce Arians to go to his buddy Peter King and his buddy Jay Glazer and tell his side of the story as opposed to standing in front of media and taking questions about it. That's soft. That's flat out soft. For a guy who has won countless playoff games and has done everything, a Super Bowl champion, for him to stand up there and say, yeah, I don't want to talk about him now. After four days prior, I didn't give a bleep what people think. Yeah, that was back when he was his guy. Yeah, yeah, that's when he was his guy. But, But it's easy to call up Jay, Jay Glazer, and say, Oh, here's here's my side of the story. You know Jay's going to report it. Yeah. Because Jay loves that relationship with Bruce Arians. Listening lunch here on Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3, 888-760-3776, And you can always tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. Tom Brady. What was his take on this? Because Brady's the one who made the decision to bring Antonio Brown in. Tom Brady's the one who brought A.B. into New England as well. Clearly friends. And Antonio Brown appears to have turned his back on Tom Brady with his antics yesterday. Here was Tom Brady's very interesting reaction to A.B. and what occurred yesterday. It's um, obviously a a difficult situation. And, um, you know, I think we all want, you know, him to, to... you know, just think everybody should find, uh, you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that, that, you know, he really needs it. And, um, you know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. Um, you know, we want to see him be at his best. And, you know, unfortunately, he won't be with our team. But, um, you know, we have a lot of friendships that, that will last. And, again, I think the most important thing about football are the relationships with their your friends and your teammates. And they go beyond the field. And, um you know, I think everyone should should be very compassionate and empathetic toward, you know, um, some very difficult things that are happening. What a uh, mature human being outlook on all of that from Tom Brady. And I immediately, because social media and Twitter especially, is an abject cesspool. I mean, there were immediately people saying, oh, that's garbage from Tom Brady. He doesn't mean that. I'd like to think, just based out of sheer humanity, that Tom Brady actually did mean that. He does. I like to think that Tom Brady has multiple times put himself out there for Antonio Brown because they do have a good relationship. And you can't sit there and say, Antonio Brown needs help. And then say, Tom Brady is lying about compassion for Antonio Brown. I thought that maybe was the most important soundbite
from all of yesterday in football was Tom Brady taking that route as opposed to, I don't want to talk about him like Bruce Arians did, or saying, yeah, he made a mistake. He had his boys back. Like Tom Brady's the one who is not only talking the talk, but he's walking the walk and, yeah, this guy needs help and he needs support. Yeah, that that was and that was about what you should expect from a guy like Tom Brady who has had Antonio Brown's back. And we've all been in that situation before where you have a friend or somebody that you've been supporting or he's, backing up. He's just a screw up. And it's like at a certain point you have to say, Okay, I get it. Look, he's not with us anymore. I'll deal with that. You know, sometimes he he's not with us, but let's be compassionate. Let's yeah. be nice about it. Like he has the things he needs to deal with. Tom Brady played the middle correctly. And, you know, what What else would you expect from a guy who's the greatest of all time, right? It's Tom yeah. Brady. I, I just, I, I know that Tom Brady is, you know, he's a lot of things to a lot of people. For a lot of people, it's, you know, you respect him, but you can't stand him. Right. I'm one of those people. I'm absolutely one of those people. But him taking that route yesterday, the, this guy needs help. This guy needs compassion. When Antonio Brown's roundly getting laughed at and dismissed yesterday, and I, I think that there are going to be a lot of people, Theo, leaving this show today that are going to say, Ken is, is an Antonio Brown guy. Yeah. That sounds like his guy. I promise you, I am not a pro-Antonio Brown. The guy, the guy is a bad dude. He is a bad person. He has hurt a lot of people. It doesn't mean that just because someone's a bad person, they don't need help. That there is an ability to at least make them a better person than the bad person they are. I tend to err on the side of compassion. That's just me. That's the way I operate. Uh, I like to think that there is a good in people I trust way too easily, and maybe I'm way off on this. But it helps justify my initial feelings with Antonio Brown, where hopefully this is now the time where he gets help as opposed to being enabled by the NFL. It, It helps to justify my thought when I hear Tom Brady echo very similar sentiments. Yeah, and and again, I think it's one of those things that you have to kind of you have to kind of do if you're Tom Brady, especially with that being your friend. Um, and beyond that, for Antonio Brown, it, you need somebody like Tom Brady to say that about you because had it not been for Tom Brady, there'd I mean, be nobody in his corner. Yeah, like so, it's it's very understandable. It's a troubling troubling thing to watch play out, but I think the furthest thing from Antonio Brown or anybody in this camp's mind needs to be football. He needs to be focused on getting Antonio Brown right right now. And the Buccaneers or any other contenders need to be focused on who they have in their locker room because I still don't think, like some of y'all think out there, you and some of the callers, that he's going to help a team to a Super Bowl right now. The furthest thing from Dolphins in their fans' minds right now is the playoffs. That's a done deal. (laughs) They went into yesterday controlling uh, their own path to the playoffs, and they get destroyed by the Titans 34-3 on the road yesterday and eliminated from playoff contention. Tua, and I am the president of the Pro Tua March here in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. He was flat out disgusting yesterday. In rainy conditions, he couldn't hang on to the ball, couldn't get any zip on the ball. 18 of 38, 205 yards, averaging just 5.4 yards per attempt. Picked off, sacked four times, QBR of 8, rating of 53.1. Not good. And because every time Tua struggles, it turns into a referendum on the future of Tua Tungavailoa and the Dolphins, Tua was asked about this post-game yesterday, and here's what Tua had to say. 
Well, I think people have their own opinions. Uh, I've heard this the entire time I've been here. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I can control what I can control, um, you know, and that's to be the best version of myself for this team. I mean, we, we got to move on to the to the next game at this point. You know, we'll, we'll look at uh, the mistakes that we've made, make some corrections and move on. The best version of myself. That's mature. That's a mature way to handle that. I also think that we're starting to get to a point now where because the slant, the public perception of Tua has gone so one-sided into he doesn't have it. He doesn't have a strong enough arm. He doesn't put up the gaudy numbers. And now Joe Burrow has joined Justin Herbert Mm. in the... These two guys are absolutely dominating. The third quarterback in that discussion from that draft class is clearly not at that level from a production standpoint. I don't know if there's any way that Tua is going to be able to right the avalanche of, uh, of negativity that's coming his way, right the ship to a point where it's salvageable with the Dolphins. And I don't think it's Tua's fault. I don't think it's Tua's fault. Did Tua help his case yesterday? No. But the Dolphins have done him so wrong, including the constant pursuit of Deshaun Watson, that people are just waiting for performances like that from Tua. They don't want to remember Justin Herbert losing badly to the Texans. I don't care about that stuff. They don't want to hear about Burrow and Tua having the same numbers last year in every major category. They're living in the present. The Dolphins... Undercut Tua every step of the way. It started last year with benching him in fourth quarters and went to the pursuit of Deshaun Watson and not improving the offensive line and not giving him any more pass-catching weapons. But Tua had been left to have to overcome it. He hasn't done it. And I have a weird feeling next Sunday's his last game is the Dolphins' starting quarterback and maybe as a Dolphin, period. It's it's not a tough... like that. That seems kind of practical at this point. I mean... They were like in the Bengals locker room fitting Joe Burrow for a gold jacket after that performance, after his back-to-back performances pretty much. And they've been doing that with Justin Herbert uh, since last year when he got his rookie of the year. It's tougher and tougher because of the comparison to those two guys as well as the situation he's in. But isn't it kind of fitting that that game, this referendum happened against a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who was a guy who was in a weird situation with the Dolphins. He was talented, obviously. He mm-hmm. had some some gifts, some But up some and traits. down and up and down and up and down and injuries and injuries yeah. and injuries and up and down and seven and uh, nine yeah. and eight and eight and could not win games late. Like that that was Tanny. And he was a Patriots killer, kind of like Tua has yeah. been, right? Yeah. And then he goes off and now he's he's the number one seed in the AFC with a Titans team that has like receivers who can't stay in the game. A running back and Derrick Henry, who's out. I mean, they just, they're just makeshift, and they're the number one seed in the AFC, and they're probably going to clinch it next week. I'm not saying that can be Tua's future, but I'm just saying Tua definitely is de- like you're the Tua president. He's, I club. am the president of the Pro Tua March in he's, Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. He's not as bad as he was this past Sunday. No, you know? he's not. He's not. But because every game he he has turned into Tebow. Tua has turned into Tebow, where the smallest slip. And, I mean, I'm guilty of this with Tebow, and I think Tua is 47 billion times the player Tim yeah, Tebow yeah. was, especially at that quarterback position. But any slight mistake, and in this social media age, Tua sucks!
Like that's and that that permeates. I don't get at it. At every level. There is okay. Why? Here's what I think with Tua. A lot of people got a face full of Tua in college. Yep. Alabama guy, nothing but winning. He has the audacity to be endlessly positive and smiley. And he doesn't talk about God nearly as much as Tebow did, but he, he's put it out there. Mm-hmm. But he's he's way too positive for everybody. So you know what you do in the social media age when someone is positive and is sunshiny and looks like they're enjoying life? You hit him in the kneecaps over and over and over and over and over again. And you're going to tear down that happy person because you want them to be as miserable as you. And that's what's happened with Tua. The school he went to, the success he had, and his personality have all morphed into a perfect storm of bring this guy down. I think that's what's happened with Tua. And he's not going to recover for it here with the Dolphins. Because the Dolphins, again, they've contributed to that kneecap. Yeah, they've been... Their pursuit of Deshaun Watson has been their two offensive coordinators has been a little, you know, like Evan Evan Cohen said it at eleven fifty five. You want to know how I know the Dolphins don't want Tua as their guy because of what they did with Deshaun Watson. And Evan's right because you don't flirt like that if Tua is your guy. And you can bet now that they're not going to the playoffs again. They're going to continue that pursuit of Deshaun Watson and. Hope that the process in the offseason gets remedied and he pays out the fines and he does the the suspension that the NFL hands down and he gives the restitution money and you move on because they're going to go try and pursue him. But I, that's why I think that the, the 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 deck, the public perception deck has been stacked so high and so heavy against Tua that next Sunday is his last game as a Dolphin. Certainly Dolphin starting quarterback and maybe as a Dolphin Period. Mm. And I'm with you uh, when you say he could go somewhere a la Tannehill and succeed. Ryan Tannehill's most frustrating thing as Dolphins quarterback is that we never knew what he was. What is he? Is he good? Is he bad? Can he stretch the field? Is he a game manager? What is he? And the Dolphins, after seven years, still didn't have that answer. We still don't know what Ryan Tannehill is. Right, I was about to say. The Titans aren't winning because of Ryan Tannehill. Yesterday, he was 13 of 18 for 120. Okay? Yeah. I mean, Tua had better numbers than Ryan Tannehill yeah, did. Minus the turnovers, yeah. Yeah, but Ryan Tannehill, his supporting cast is infinitely better than anything that Tua has. That offensive line for the Titans mm. is elite. Mm. It's why, I mean, it helps that you have the best running back in the game. But that's why a backup running back who's built similarly can come in and dominate too. Yeah. Because your offensive line rules. He got the pass protection he needed yesterday. He's got solid tight end play. He's got A.J. Brown. The Dolphins have none of that. None of that. Because if you shut down Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker's never going to get separation. He'll make a circus catch every once in a while. Mike Jasicki, if he gets bracketed, you've taken that away. There's two of his passing weapons. Yeah. He's got no running game. Duke Johnson's been nice in flashes. Hasn't been anything other than that. Miles Gaskin's flat out bad. Tua, but but Tua... Again, the public perception is too far against him. Yeah. But that's why I think he could go to a Carolina. Tua could go to a Carolina. Tua could go to, um, I don't know, even like a Cleveland. And efficiency his way into success. Yeah. In the right situation. I can see that Cleveland, you might have struck something right there. Because they could use a guy like Tua. That's Baker like, Mayfield's not accurate. And they, he's erratic. <laughs> you know who's not erratic and, a not, and is not inaccurate? Tua. Yeah. He'll make, like, one mistake a game. But he, yeah. for the most part, he's pretty efficient and pretty, like, you know, he'll move the ball down the field. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just, I feel badly for Tua. I do. But even now, me as the president of the Pro Tua March in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, I know that it's we're over. sort of at the beginning to the end. And I think Sunday is probably the end for him. And if, it's not his fault. If not Watson, though, like let's just say Watson does not become available next year because of the problems, in, which is very feasible. Let's just say that. All right. Do you just trot Tua back out yeah, there? Do you, they're going to have to. Uncomfortably you can't so. draft another quarterback. I mean, no. this quarterback class isn't even good. But I think the Dolphins are going to do what it takes to oh, – they, They're going to get somebody in. Russell Wilson seems like the guy most likely to leave. They're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers might not be done with the Packers. I have a feeling Russell Wilson's going to leave Seattle, and I think the Dolphins will pursue him if they can't get Watson. I wonder what Sierra thinks about Miami. You know, I'm. I bet she's probably a fan. Much better than Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that <laughs> Tua's time is uh, is about done. Let's get to our last uh, portion of the listening lunch here, and it has to do with college football. And this exchange happened on Saturday with Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard at the Rose Bowl very early in the morning on College Game Day. Uh, this was Kirk, and this was Desmond Howard on the college football opt-out throughout bowl season. First, actually, let's start with uh, Kirk Herbstreet's take on the opt-outs in college. What's the difference as a player in saying these games are meaningless when Des, we played in quote-unquote meaningless games? I mean, I know you guys were here a lot, but I just don't understand. If you don't make it to the playoff, how is it meaningless to play football and compete? Isn't that what we do as football players? We we compete. So I, I, don't, know if cha- I don't know if changing and expanding it yeah. Is going to ch- change anything. I really don't. I think this era of player just doesn't love football. Ooh, I don't think He's ridiculous. players in this era, they just, they just don't love football. Desmond Howard, he threw in his two cents after that. We're dealing with a total men- different mentality when we're dealing with these um, student athletes nowadays, especially the football players. I mean, their whole mentality right now is about the championship, the playoff. We got to get into the, the CFB or the CFP. And because of that, they don't value the bowl games. Now, when we were coming up, Herb Street and myself, like to go to a bowl game was a huge reward for a fantastic season. That's what it meant. It's like, okay, your team played this well, so you're going to be rewarded by going to this bowl game. You're going to get a ring. You're going to get swag. Now, kids don't really care about that. They're, they're, they, they have a sense of entitlement. And it's like if we're not going to the one that matters, then, you know, it just doesn't have as much value to them as it did us growing up man this is the entitlement the buzzwords it had it all desmond howard the entitlement of these uh, players kirk herbstreet these players just don't love football boy oh boy i mean how dramatic is that it's just so much drama and you know what that is that's old man crotchety takes it is and, and i want to be i'm going to take a surprising side on this one. and not i'm not defending these guys at all Right, I think their takes are horrible. I think they're not well thought out, and I think that if we sat down with them and actually had a productive conversation, then we might get to a more common ground, and they can see how unreasonable it was. These guys, how many bowl games did these guys host? Like when I was at the, I did the Orange Bowl Fan Fest, and we were waiting. I was supposed to announce Desmond Howard to come up to the stage. Before he could come up to the stage, we had to wait like a whole hour because he was doing some stuff for. Uh, what was it? The the, the Alabama Cincinnati game. What, what bowl was that? The uh, it's Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl. He was doing Cotton Bowl stuff from outside of the Orange Bowl, 
He has to come to the Fan Fest, get up on stage, address the crowd for all the Michigan fans, go back, then do prep to go do the the, the actual Orange Bowl that he's at. Then he takes a cross-country flight to go do the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Him and Kirk both. Him and Kirk. And I'm like, okay, these guys are doing constant TV for like 24 hours in a row. And at one point, they're just like, let's just let's just try to you make think, some comments that matter. Yeah, I, I honestly think they're just tired. They're gassed. They're tired and they're angry and they're, they're taking it out. They're taking out their frustrations on the college football yeah. player. Have college football opt-outs ruined the college bowl season? <laughs> I think that that's absurd. I think that that's insane. I don't think that it means that the uh, the players don't love football, but the college football opt-outs, the players that have opted out, is it bad for football? Is it bad for football players that opt out of bowl games? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do you agree with Kirk and with Desmond that no. these players are elite? Are, are, are Well, they're elite, obviously, but that they're also entitled. And as Kirk Herbstreit says, they don't love football. Have they ruined college football, these college football bowl game opt-outs? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That had been the Listening Lunch. This is Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Before we get back to college football, let's have a, a good laugh here, Theo. According to the Houston Chronicle, Jaguars GM Trent Balky pushing for Bill O'Brien as candidate for new Jags head coach. Oh, man. Oh, man. They, what a... Ta- I mean, I'm a Dolphins <laughs> fan, okay? But every time I look north and I see the the teal, terrible f- storm that is the Jaguars, it does warm my heart a little bit. Yeah. You're, you're, God! You'll never be the worst team in the state, right? No. Like, but they beat the... They, again, they beat the Dolphins in that London. That is true, yeah. I mean, that in and of itself... I'm having a hard time getting over. But no, 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 no. Seriously, there's no way that their memory is that short that they don't remember what Bill O'Brien, the head coach, looks huh. like in the NFL. He's in their division. What, what, how are we even? How is that even a conversation? How did they let that get out? <laughs> yeah, that's bad leaking. Oh my that is god, bad, as bad a, leaking. As, as someone from Houston, Texas, uh, I will say right now, if that happens, there's going to be a lot of mockery, maybe even more so than with the Urban Meyer. Hype. Yeah, yeah. That is hilarious. Oh, boy. That was good for a chuckle. All right, let's get back to college football. <laughs> Ken LaVica live. I am Ken LaVica. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Uh, so it, it just Saturday was, was really a circus for college football. We're coming off of two miserable college football playoff games, neither one of them close. Uh, and then we had into an openly tired Kirk Herbstreit. You pointed it out as perfect. Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard took a red eye across the country, and they were on the air again at 7 a.m. Eastern time from Pasadena to do a college game day yep. show we did not need. And so that's where these sound bites come from, where uh, we obviously had a decent amount of college football players opt out um, because hey, they don't want to play in their respective bowl game because it doesn't really mean that much. You know, it means something is making some money and making sure you're healthy for the NFL combine, making sure you're healthy for the NFL workouts. But but then you have Kirk Herbstreit because of that 
old school, crabby, sleepy Kirk <laughs> who thinks that this means that college football players don't actually love the game. Listen to this from Kirk Herbstreet. I don't know if changing and expanding it yeah. is going to ch- change anything. I really don't. I think this era of player just doesn't love football. <laughs> Come on, dude. Ooh. Come on, dude. And then Desmond Howard jumping in, too. I mean, listen to this old man stuff from Desmond. Now, kids don't really care about that. They're, they're, they, they have a sense of entitlement. And it's like, if we're not going to the one that matters, then, you know, it just doesn't have as much value to them as it did us growing up. Well, how old do those two sound? I mean, come on. First of all, college opt-outs, as we saw with Matt Corral, the Ole Miss quarterback, that's why you opt out of games that aren't for championships. Exactly. Okay? Because that dude, the x-rays were negative. That's a good thing. But guess what's probably potentially not happening now for Matt Corral? The NFL combine. Yeah. That sucks. And he's still jockeying for position to get in. And I'm seeing a lot of the... Oh, well, if you play in your bowl game, that probably means a lot to NFL GMs. They don't care. They, they don't care. <laughs> and if they do, you don't want to be playing for that team. Yeah. Because there is way too much evidence of players that have gone to the NFL after either skipping their final season or opting out of their bowl game where they've gone in and succeeded. Like, sorry, you don't need it. Yeah, you know, Jam- Jamar Chase, I think he opted out of a whole football season. Oh, yeah, he did, and now he's the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, like, <laughs> immediately. Like, like, I'm sorry. In this day and age, with a sport, professional football is the only one of the four major sports in North America that does not offer guaranteed contracts. Okay? You get your guaranteed money right off the bat in a signing bonus. After that, sorry, we cut you. Done deal. We can cut you mid-game. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you have a sport where each player contract is less per contract than any other sport of the major four in North America. And you have a sport where the long-term effects after you're done playing are significantly greater than any other sport. I'd be taking my backside and sitting at home, too. Yeah. You got to protect. Like, what are we talking? Like, I want to see if these guys have home insurance. I want to see if these, like, protect your investments. That's what these players are doing. Like, are you going to be that idiotic and say something like that, talking about somebody else's wallet in the future? And meanwhile, you have college football coaches like Brian Kelly who are at Notre Dame, and LSU comes with uh, a, a, a truck full of those cartoon money bags with the dollar sign on them. They just throw them at Brian Kelly, and he says, I, I, Bye, South Bend. I'm going to LSU. So coaches can do this year after year after year after year. They get to pick their destiny. They get to pick their financial future. We don't say bleep about it. We don't care. And they get paid to leave. We make Yeah, they get paid to leave. We make fun of it. We say, oh, this is awesome. This is hilarious. Look at this. Brian Kelly's going to South Bend. Oh, the coaching carousel. We did a whole week of shows on the coaching carousel, talking about how fun it is. Because all these coaches are making their lives better, making all this money. Ed Orgeron's getting $17 million to get fired. Yeah. And a kid opts out of a random bowl game in, uh, in, in Louisiana. And Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond Howard are going to run to national television, call them entitled, and say they don't love football? No, no, no. You know what they love? They love football, but they also love being set up for the future, taking care of their families, taking care of themselves, and maybe just maybe not bursting a spleen in the process or breaking a leg or tearing an Achilles. That's 
not only old and crabby from Kirk and Desmond, it's dangerous and it's childish. If they could be old men and be childish at the same time, Kirk and Desmond actually figured out a way to do it. They did. It was idiotic. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's an embarrassing take. Not to mention, their network, ESPN, the namesake on our station, you know how much money they put into the college football playoff? That's their baby. They push it as the end-all, be-all. And they obviously run a vast majority of the bowl games. Like all of them, pretty like much. Like almost all of them. <laughs> we help them run yeah. four of them. Yeah. Okay? Including the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And so that's fine and all, but I know that ESPN puts a major priority, a major premium on the college football playoff. Okay? The company that Kirk and Desmond work for, they're the faces of college football for the company that has the most to gain out of the college football playoff being do or die, end all, be all. These are the games that determine a champion. Yep. So you can't have it both ways. And I know this. We had Western Kentucky down here. We had App State down here for the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And I don't care who was playing. Those guys sure as hell look like they love the game. They love football for sure. And when we're talking college football opt-outs, you know what percentage of players are actually opting out before their bowl game? Well into single digits. Okay? This is not a majority problem. This is not a scourge that's affecting college football. You know what? The games are still being played. There's still 11 guys per side. They're still making it work. I think you can deal with it and still have a bowl season with 42 games. There's not too many games, and there's not too few players. I don't see the problem, except Kirk and Desmond want to whine and complain. I think that's really what it comes down to, because they don't get the new school, where the new school's actually trying to take care of themselves. Yeah. They actually have a say in things now. Kirk and Desmond never had a say in things, and I think they're a little bit bitter about it. They're bitter, they're jealous, they're, they're player haters, they're pocket-watching. And they need to relax, let these young... Like, obviously, there's reasoning behind it for all of these student-athletes who make these decisions. Like, you're yelling at the wrong group of people right now. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're trying to marginalize and, 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 and take away from their success or their ambitions. Like, they're literally trying to set up, like you said, a career to support their families. Yeah. To yeah. support the, their well-being for the rest of their lives. And you're mad that they won't play in a game in, in Idaho. For the first time, whether it's NIL... Or whether it's opting out of bowl season, college football players actually have a say. A little bit of a power. Say, just a little bit. And it's not much. It's just a little bit. Yeah. They have a say. But this reaction, like college football is breaking and dying, that's nonsense. I mean, that is absolute nonsense. The NFL, you still need to be out of high school three years to go play and be eligible for the NFL draft. The only pipeline is college football. Yeah. The only pipeline. Nobody's just skipping college football to go straight to the NFL. That's not happening. There's no European League. There's no G League to escape to. College football is fine. But just because some players now have an opportunity to dictate their future and their plan, as opposed to when Kirk and Desmond played where you signed away pretty much everything, they're mad. Yeah. And they come off as curmudgeoning and childish at the same time. They've accomplished something incredible. Are college football opt-outs ruining the sport? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Allen's in Palm Beaches. Waited patiently. Thank you, Allen. Appreciate it. Hi there. Um, I'm a Spartan. Michigan State grad. Watched the Peach Bowl without KW3. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand why he did what he did. 
It's the same as anything else. It's the money, and he's training for a career when he goes to college, just like I trained for a career when I went to college. Yes, yes, exactly. The, the, the difference is, is that... Uh, he plays a sport where it's entertainment for masses, and those masses take it very seriously, and we cloud uh, what your analogy is, where it's preparing for a job. Oh, I lost you. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that, Alan. It's okay. You made a, a, a well-constructed point. point. Great yeah, point. It's, pre- it's job preparation. It just so happens that that job, that job can also blow out your knee. Yeah. And ruin your prospects. Can likely do so, especially with K-Dub. Like, he's a running back. Yeah. That's, like, the prime position to get hurt at. Right. Uh, and, again, you don't want to, like, it's not also just all about, oh, I'm, I'm risking injury. Also, like, these guys are putting themselves out there. They have to go through the combine. Yeah. They have to go through all of the pro days. They have to market themselves to NFL teams that are going to pick them apart for every little small thing. If, if our friends at ESPN New York called me and said, hey, Ken, want to come up here? And uh, do a midday show? Say, yeah, that's great. That's great. And ESPN West Palm said, hey, we want to give you a farewell show, but we're also going to unleash an infestation of hornets into the studio (laughs) while you do it. You know what I'd say? I'd say I'm opting out. I'm going to skip that show. I'm good. I'm good with that. I don't need the farewell (laughs) show. I'm good. I don't need the the exhibition. I'd prefer to not have my vocal cords stung by hornets yeah. before I go on to this major money-making opportunity. Our college football bowl game opt-outs ruining the sport. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. They are enriching the car buying experience. They are enriching your life. They did for me. My Kia K5 GT, just a magnificent automobile. And what a place Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach is. You headed into the new year. You've got great savings at Greenway, Kia, West Palm beach they're always looking out for you though they have a credit clinic no matter the time of year on site even if you have poor credit they are going to try and make sure you get off the lot with a beautiful kia vehicle that's greenway kia west palm beach military trail half mile south of palm beach international airport greenway kia west palm beach you can check out that selection online before you go greenway kia west palm beach.com greenway kia west palm beach.com but a happy new year to george and a happy new year to mike and all the fine folks over there at greenway kia west palm beach who again have the credit clinic on site with a great selection of dependable Kia automobiles, whether it's sporty, whether it's fuel efficient, whether it's for the family or a combination of all. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach.com. College football opt outs. They ruining the sport. Kirk and Desmond think so. Skyler's in Texas. Skyler's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Skyler? Hey, Ken. How's it going? Go, buddy. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm totally against Kirk and Desmond on this one. Um, I mean, obviously, you saw it with that crowd. You guys talked about that. These guys got to secure their money uh, while they can. I mean, young kids got to get it because NFL is not for long, So, as most of us know. But uh, the other thing was, my main point was, uh, if Chris Olave doesn't opt out of the Rose Bowl, we don't uh, see the, the Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba mm. um, game that we do. We don't see that performance. Yep, yep. that dude so made himself opens the opportunity for the guy. Without question, and that's where this love of college football thing drives me insane because guess what? If those guys opt out, there's other guys who love the game who are going to step in, and yep. they're going to do their best to perform. I'm totally okay with that and, and appreciate you, Skyler. That kid made himself so much money. I mean, not only set, but obliterated the Rose Bowl record for receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns, the whole thing. He was uncoverable, and that's yeah. what I was talking about earlier. Like, Ken, 
I think that we've never had this much talent at the wide receiver position ever. Like, it, it just seems like there's like six or seven guys in college right now that are coming in. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, even Jalen Waddle's really good. Like, these guys are coming in, and they are looking like pro bowlers yeah. starting off the rookie year, and I just have never seen anything like it. When we return here to the first ever two-hour Ken Levick Alive, yeah. it is the Temple of Troll. Theo Dorsey likely hates your team and hates your fantasy football team, and he's going to tell you about it. Want to know why? Because he's petty. The Temple of Troll. When we come back, I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. About to get to the Temple of Troll, Theo. He's, he's, he's just going to absolutely roast you. It's what he does, because you know what? He hates your football team. But let me tell you about something you'll all love, and that's Brightline. Brightline's back and better than ever. You've seen the lightning quick yellow trains throughout South Florida. New restaurant station upgrades their new Brightline Plus service to get you to and from stations going car-free. Carefree in South Florida, also easier than ever. Trains running daily between Miami, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and for a limited time, your first ride is free. Head to go Brightline.com. Download the free Brightline app. Redeem your free ride. The holidays happening at Brightline, and uh, that is really, really, really fun stuff, including Miami Central Station. They have a new bar, Mary Mary in Miami. That's Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Theo Dorsey is someone that will get on FaceTime, and he will absolutely destroy your favorite football team or player to your face. He'll make fun of your fantasy football team. He'll root against you while looking straight into your soul. He doesn't do it over the phone. He does it over FaceTime or does it in person. It is time now, as we do every Monday, for Theo Dorsey's Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Troll. Theo? Man, it's all yours. Can I... I couldn't wait to get into the pulpit today and preach out to the masses because there were many of people that are the target of my disdain today. You big brainers, you long-term planners, you either kept this guy in your IR spot in fantasy football for a long time, just waiting on fantasy football championship Sunday, or or you picked him up a day or two beforehand thinking this is a major play right here, and that guy is Antonio Brown. <laughs> All of these fantasy football managers who were so excited that they held on to A.B. and they were like, you know what, I got him for championship Sunday. He's going to go off. He just had 100 yards and 10 catches on the Panthers. He felt you all. Not only did he not get into the end zone, which I guess he did go into the end zone with his shirt <laughs> off, right, Ken? He got to the end zone for you on his way out of the field. <laughs> but he left that game, and with it, he left your hopes of possibly winning a fantasy football championship. So to all of you A.B. believers who drafted him or picked him up late or kept him in the IR spot, ha, ha to you. You lost your fantasy football championship because you relied on A.B., and just like the Bucks, you got to move on without him. Sorry. Ooh, man. That got real personal for a moment. It did. It, I faced the guy that had AB. Oh, really? And beat him. And so you beat him? Did you like crush him oh, or was it close? Slaughtered him like six. I had Jamar Chase, so the money's mine. And I suppose you're right. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Antonio Brown did find the end zone. He found it. Just without a shirt. 
Without his shirt. While the game was happening. While the game was going on. <laughs> he, made, he made NFL history. Theo's back tomorrow. We'll do it again. Two hours here on Ken Levick Alive. Want to thank Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Theo and I will talk to you tomorrow at noon. Don't forget Josh Cohen of the home team. New time for just a couple of hours from now. I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye. Peace.